Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come settle in for tonight's soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, get comfy by the fireside and let's embark on solving a wintry mystery that takes place in a quaint little town beneath the Swiss Alps. When an unusual object arrives in the town square, one woman decides to track down its origins. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Claudia nestled herself into the reading nook by her window and pulled the blanket around herself tightly. She unhooked the latch and pushed the two large windows open, allowing a gentle, icy breeze to blow into the room. She pulled her knees up to her chest, planted her bare feet firmly on the windowsill, and rested her head back against the wall. She took in a deep breath of the fresh, crisp winter air and sighed with refreshment. She could sense that it wouldn't be long now until snow visited their small town and winter would officially be upon them. Winter was Claudia's favourite season of the year. She loved nothing more than admiring the white dusted mountains from her window and crunching through the snowy streets in her boots. She longed for her long, warm coat and furry hat all year round. The late winter sunrises and early sunsets forced everyone to light their fires and retreat indoors for warm drinks and wholesome food almost as soon as they had embarked upon their days. 
there was a different energy to winter in her sleepy little town compared to the bustling, warm summers. Claudia now looked out over the stone houses of her beloved town, shadowed by the towering mountains. The sky was dark and the streets were deserted. The only sign of life within the town came from the brightly glowing lights within the windows of each home. From Claudia's perfect position at her window, she could peek into the houses and lives of all the people who lived nearby. There weren't many secrets in this town. At least, not many could be kept from Claudia. Claudia scanned the winding cobbled streets that led to the bridge that crossed the river. There was nobody around. Everybody had retreated to their homes for the night. That was another reason why Claudia enjoyed the winter time so much. The town fell still much earlier, so Claudia had even more time to rest and bask in the beauty of silence. Beyond the bridge, she could see the town square, silent and empty, resting and waiting for a new day to begin. Claudia worked in a candle shop in the centre of town. Every day she would listen for the tinkling of the bell as shoppers burst through the front door, hear the buzz of the crowds outside in the town square, and listen to her boss, Florina Fry, witter and gossip all day. Claudia hardly ever found a moment of peace. That is until the shops closed and everyone retreated back to their homes. Everyone did so much earlier in the winter, meaning Claudia found more time to grab her longed-for tranquility. Claudia lifted her gaze to the sky and observed the northern lights as they danced through the air. Where she lived, the Aurora Borealis was such a regular occurrence that it wasn't much of a surprise for anyone who lived in the town when it visited. But that didn't mean that Claudia didn't still delight in watching the northern lights. Giant swirls of purple and green mingled with each other and flowed through the black sky like rivers of magic. It was utterly beautiful. Claudia was so distracted by the Aurora Borealis that she almost missed the strange incident that was about to occur. Almost, but not quite. After a while of tilting her head towards the sky, Claudia rested her neck and dipped it forwards and down towards the town square. She instantly sat forward in her seat when she noticed that something had changed. Right in the middle of the square stood a figure that she hadn't seen before. It was too bulky to be a person, and it stood perfectly still. It must be a statue of some kind. But how had it appeared so quickly and quietly, 
without anyone noticing. Claudia knelt forward towards the open window and stuck her head out into the night air. She squinted her eyes to focus on the figure, but it was so dark that she couldn't make out exactly what it was. The cold air on her cheeks felt different to before. The air tingled her skin and she felt a mystical charge in the air. Something had just happened, and whatever that figure was, she had a feeling that things were about to change around her sleepy little town. The next day, the townsfolk began their day whilst the sun still rested in her lazy bed, just as usual. Nobody had any idea what the day would bring. But Claudia knew. Claudia knew that a lot was about to change. She could feel the anticipation in the air. She woke early that morning, eager to discover what the figure in the darkness was before anyone else. She skipped breakfast and dressed as quickly as she could, pulling her coat and furry hat on and rushing out of the door. She jogged through the streets and stumbled over the bridge, her heart pounding in her chest as she approached the town square. As she made it to the town square, she could finally see the figure. It was a statue a large statue of a little man with a long beard and enormous feet. Claudia wasn't the first person to discover the statue. Already standing in front of the figure, observing it with intrigue, was Levi, the baker's assistant. Claudia walked up and stood by Levi's side, he didn't acknowledge her but continued to stare at the statue. What do you think it means? Levi questioned her curiously. I'm not sure, Claudia replied, taken in by the bizarre statue. She observed the mysterious stone figure and had a thought. Is it a Barbagazzi? She posed the question to Levi. He nodded his head in response. It looks like it, but why is it here? Claudia didn't know what to say. She had no idea why the statue was suddenly in their town square, and she had no idea who had put it there. She was disappointed in herself for not catching the statue's mysterious sculptor in the act. She had been in the perfect spot to witness the scene. If only she hadn't been distracted by the Aurora Borealis. It turned out that nobody in the town had any idea where the statue had come from. As everyone left their homes for work and school that day and discovered the mysterious statue of the Barbagazzi, word spread throughout the town. Everyone flocked to catch sight of the uninvited statue. The town council claimed that they had nothing to do with it and declared it a prank of some sort. But who would go to so much trouble to carve up such an intricate stone statue just to play a prank on the town? 
why would anyone create a statue of this mythical creature from folklore? It was an odd choice. Claudia spent her whole day at work in the candle shop listening to her boss, Florina Fry, gossip and theorize about the statue that stood within view of their shop window. Claudia watched through the window as the town council instructed a group of men to remove the statue from the town square. But no matter how hard they tried, or how many people joined in, they couldn't seem to lift it. The statue was so heavy that it was impossible to be lifted by men. This only made everybody even more curious about the mysterious statue. Who was strong enough to have placed the statue here if a group of grown men could not lift it? And how was it transported into town without attracting any attention? It was a true mystery. Florina Fry seemed to think that it was the work of a magician or a ten-foot-tall frost giant and Florina's favourite customer, Letitia Buller, was convinced that Alvarez the stonemason had carved up the statue in the dark of night and left it there as a surprise for everyone. However, Alvarez denied having anything to do with it, and, as Claudia pointed out, Alvarez would have to be a supernaturally strong man to be able to have transported the giant piece of stone there in the first place. Letitia brushed off Claudia's rational comment and continued to gossip with Florina, feverishly. Claudia was fascinated by the statue. Everybody else in the town was perturbed by its appearance, yet Claudia was intrigued and amazed. The statue had to be the work of something otherworldly. It was the only explanation for its appearance and Claudia wanted to know more. After work, Claudia abandoned her usual routine of returning home to snuggle up in front of the fire for the evening and dashed to the local library before it closed. She reached the door of the library just as Timio, the librarian, was about to lock up for the day. Timio, cried Claudia, catching him with his key in the lock. I'm sorry I'm late. I only just finished at work. May I quickly borrow a book? I know which one I require, so I'll only take two minutes while I grab it. Timio hesitated, clearly wanting to go home and enjoy his relaxing evening. But when he saw the desperation in Claudia's pleading face, he sighed and allowed her to run inside and grab the book she needed. Claudia thanked him profusely and rushed over to the history section. She scanned the spines of the books with her fingertip, ensuring that she didn't miss the one that she desired. Aha, she declared as she found the book she wanted. She pulled the book from the shelf and passed it over to Timio, who checked it out for her. Claudia walked home with the book tucked under her arm eager to get home and do some digging of her own into the mystery of the statue.
Claudia climbed into her reading nook and pushed open the windows like she always did. The air was even sharper tonight and the breeze rustled the pages of the book as she opened it up and flicked through to find the page she wanted. Claudia had checked out a book about the history of Swiss folklore. If the statue was really of a Barbagazzi, then Claudia wanted to know everything that she possibly could about the mythical creatures. Perhaps the book would give her some clues as to who might have placed the statue in their town. Barbagazzi were similar to gnomes and dwarves, except they had white fur all over their bodies, along with their long beards and huge feet. It was said that they lived in the mountains and remained in caves and tunnels during the summer months, only emerging when the first snow fell. The Barbagazzi were thoughtful creatures who were said to help humans round up their sheep when they became lost in the mountains, and they would let out their low whistling cries to warm humans of impending avalanches. In the book, there were plenty of examples of how Barbagazzi had helped humans over the centuries. However, there was no legitimate proof of their existence. Claudia had certainly never seen or heard of one, and she was very sure that nobody else around her had either. The Barbagazzi did not seem to be threatening creatures. In fact, they sounded very much like allies to humans. So now the question was, who loved Barbagazzi enough to honour them with a statue in the town centre? Or perhaps it was an olive branch from the Barbagazzi themselves, who wanted to prove that they indeed existed. The first snow of the winter had still not fallen, so if the history book was correct, then the Barbagazzi should still be hiding in the caves and tunnels of the mountains until the snow came and they could emerge. Claudia had an idea. The next day, Claudia decided to take some time off from work to investigate the mysterious statue. She wandered into the town square and saw that people were still gathered around the stone Barbagazzi in awe. The statue had now been cordoned off with tape so that people couldn't get too close, but it was still in prime view for everyone to admire. Claudia joined the small crowd that was currently gathered around it and scanned the stone for clues. The statue was incredibly intricate. It had been expertly carved. Its smooth edges and rounded shapes were so realistic that it almost looked as if it were a real-life Barbagazzi that was sitting in the town square. The Barbagazzi was poised in a bent-over position, as if it were skiing down a hill, and both of its fists were clenched like they were holding imaginary ski poles. The stone creature was not smiling, but there was a gentleness in its eyes. It looked like a little old man, kind and harmless. Claudia looked all around the statue, but could not spot any further clues as to its creator. 
Claudia was determined to find out where this statue had come from and who was behind it. She was still irritated with herself for having narrowly missed the statue's mysterious arrival, so she was eager to figure out the truth. Claudia decided it was time to take a little trip. If nobody in their town could uncover the truth, perhaps the answers could be found up the mountain instead. Claudia pulled on her chunky snow boots and wrapped herself up in the warmest clothes. Then she packed a long rope and a rock-climbing axe into her bag, along with some water and bread, and set off. Claudia needed to be prepared for all weather conditions. The first snow may not have visited her town yet, but it could have reached the top of the mountains. Claudia journeyed out of town and reached the base of the nearest mountain. As she gazed up at its gigantic rocky face, she braced herself. This was going to be a long hike. She may not even discover anything, but it was worth a try. Claudia hiked up the mountainside, following trails and clearly carved out paths and climbed short, rocky faces to reach the higher levels. Claudia was a keen climber and hiker, and had been for most of her life, so the journey did not faze her. If anything, she felt enlivened and energized by the thrill of being out on her own. The higher up that Claudia climbed, the icier and more treacherous the weather became, The once dry rocks had become coated in crispy white ice, and instead of still air, Claudia was battling to see through lightly falling snow and blustering winds. Eventually, Claudia reached a large verge on the mountaintop and spotted the opening to a cave ahead. Standing in front of the cave was a young man. As Claudia approached, she realized that it was Levi, the baker's assistant. I knew you would come here eventually, he commented nonchalantly as he noticed her. Claudia frowned. What do you mean you knew? She asked, confused. Levi turned and smiled at her mischievously. I knew that you would be just as interested as me in where that statue came from, he replied. If nobody in the town put it there, then it must have come from somebody in the mountains. A tribe of Barbagatsi, perhaps. Claudia stood next to Levi and peered into the empty cave. Just as Claudia was beginning to wonder why Levi was standing by the empty cavern, she noticed something on the floor. Footprints. But not just any kind of footprints. They were huge. They looked like human footprints, but they were at least three times the size of the average man's. The footprints led from inside the cave and out onto the snowy mountain. The freshly falling snow was starting to cover up the remaining footprints, and Claudia took them in as intently as she could. They were certainly the sign of an otherworldly creature having lived here. Do you know who these footprints belong to? 
Claudia questioned Levi excitedly. I haven't seen the culprit myself, but I think I can hazard a guess. Levi smirked. Claudia was blown away. Here was some sort of proof of the existence of the legendary Barbagazzi. Claudia was starting to think that the Barbagazzi were real and that they may indeed have been the ones to place the statue in their town. What do you think this all means? Claudia pondered, looking down the side of the mountain for any lingering Barbagazzi folk. Levi smiled knowingly and turned to look down at their little town at the base of the mountain. I think we will know very soon, he answered. Claudia's eyes looked to the sky and she recognized the change in the air. The clouds were forming thick and the air had turned frosty. The first heavy snow would be coming any time now and Claudia was starting to think that perhaps something even more impressive would follow. Claudia and Levi climbed their way back down the mountain and returned to their cosy homes. That night, Claudia watched the snow fall from her regular spot by the window and waited with bated breath for an answer to thrive. The next day, the people of the little town were delighted to welcome the first snow of the season. Everyone had taken the morning off to enjoy the fresh, clean white snow in all its glory. The roofs of the houses were dusted like a cake with icing sugar, and the ground was untouched and serene. Even the river that flowed under the bridge had iced over. The town looked like an icy kingdom, and everybody reveled in its splendour. As Claudia mingled and drank hot chocolate with her community in the town square, she glanced up at the mountains expectantly. As if on cue, she noticed movement along the snowy mountainside. The movements were only subtle, and it would be easy to miss them, but Claudia knew that she wasn't imagining things. They were about to have some very special visitors. One by one, the townsfolk started to notice the strange movements down the mountainside. Some people initially thought an avalanche was occurring, but as the blurry movements in the snow approached the base of the mountain, it became clearer. Dozens of little white furry men were skiing down the mountain towards their town. It's a group of Barbagazzi, a man cried out enthusiastically. I didn't think they were real, another woman commented with amazement. Claudia searched for Levi in the crowd, and when she laid eyes on him, she noticed that he was smiling proudly. She was sure that Levi knew this was going to happen. As the group of little bearded men made it to the town, the townspeople gathered to welcome the unexpected visitors. The Barbagazzi were characteristically small with long white beards, and they clomped their big bare feet across the snow towards the town square. We come in peace, 
one of the Barbagatsi assured them, holding his hands up in the air. Do you like our gift? Everybody turned to the mysterious stone statue and sighed with realization. The Barbagatsi must have made the statue and brought it into the town in the middle of the night. Claudia wondered why they had gone to the trouble of revealing themselves to their little town, but her question was about to be answered. The mayor of their town stepped forward and introduced himself, shaking the hand of the Barbagatsi who had spoken. He asked why the mysterious creatures had stayed hidden for so long and only just exposed themselves to their town. The head Barbagatsi began to explain. We want to form an alliance with you, the Barbagatsi confessed. The summers are so long and hot these days, and during those long months we Barbagatsi are unable to venture outside for food. It is far too hot for us with our thick, furry skin, and we know that when the winter comes and the snow becomes thick on the ground, that you humans also struggle to transport and grow your food in the dark and cold. So we wondered if you would like to work together with us. In the coming winter months, we will help you transport your food and goods through the dense snow using our excellent winter skills. In exchange, we would like you to help bring us food during the summer months when we cannot venture outside due to the heat. Claudia was impressed by the Barbagatsi's bravery. They had skied down the mountain in the hopes of forming a new relationship between species, a coalition of sorts. It was very clever and forward-thinking of them, and Claudia thought it was a great idea. Both groups would get the help that they needed during the tougher months, and, not only that, they would have new friends and neighbours. Everyone agreed that the proposition was a brilliant idea, and the mayor of the town and the head of the Barbagatsi shook hands in acceptance. The two tribes agreed to live alongside each other in harmony and assist one another whenever they needed help. Claudia sidled up to Levi, who was watching the exchange between the mayor and the Barbagatsi with contentment. Did you know anything about this? She whispered to him, conspiratorially. I don't know what you mean. Levi taunted her, playfully. But if I did, it wouldn't matter now anyway. Now everybody knows that the Barbagatsi really exist, and everyone has the chance to get to know these kind, talented creatures. Claudia looked on as the Barbagatsi began to mingle with the townspeople and saw how excited everybody was to meet them. The mystery of the statue had finally been solved, and the truth behind it was truly special. Their little town lived happily alongside the Barbagatsi, and, together, they accomplished great things. Each tribe had the other's back, and things had never run smoother in their town, nor had it been as joyful as it was now that they lived with the Barbagatsi by their side.